0% tax? How is it possible? Hi, this is Matthias from the FI Europe podcast and today I interview Christoph Heuermann. And he is a self-described perpetual traveler. He visited 160 countries worldwide and keeps traveling. Besides traveling, he is also an investor and expert on international tax and flag theory. His knowledge of tax systems in offshore countries led him to discover that there are options to live a fulfilling and active life while minimizing tax. Christoph studied administrative science at the University of Konstanz in Germany and he knows the parliaments of Berlin and Brussels from the inside as he did internships there. Today I will talk with him to see how those strategies may help someone to reach FI quicker and continue growing wealth. Let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage and making the most of your money. This was your host, Alvar, Arminta and Matthias. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Financial Independence Europe podcast. Today with me is Christoph. Christoph is, I would say, a tax optimizer, traveler. I think not just a traveler, but he's kind of always on the road, I've seen. And he also knows about the flex theory, something we talk about later. And just for now, I would like to ask you what country or visit uh, you've done was the most interesting one and, and why, of course. Yeah, I've been to a lot of countries. Um, uh, first, uh, thanks for the invitation. And um, so I've been to over 140 countries and it's very hard to say what's the most interesting and in what aspect. But personally, I'm a big fan of uh, New Zealand, uh, actually because I lived there after my um, school for one year, and I still have a big relationship to that country. And you're, uh, of course, also um, traveling often to that country? Yes, I was there a couple of times during the last years, because it's also an interesting country for me in the future. Uh, I have to plan to visit all countries. I'm probably done in the next two years, and then I will, like travel not that much anymore and to New Zealand is a location where I can imagine spending some time in future. It's also interesting for the flag theory as a residency for bank accounts, for example, and for some other stuff. And right now you're traveling like every four days. I've seen on your website taxfree.today um, there's a plan where you, where you plan to travel um, in this year. And is it where are you right now? I'm currently in Bukhara in Uzbekistan, so I'm just traveling Central Asia. Um, yeah, it depends where I am. Sometimes I'm a bit longer, even some weeks in a country. Um, sometimes I'm just a couple of days in a specific location. Uh, at the moment, I just change every two, three days the location. So by plane or, or just by car or uh, bicycle? <laughs> that depends. Here in Central Asia, I mostly um, have a car, private driver or taxi. Who brings me to the next location. Normally, I fly quite a lot, but here, because the landscapes are quite beautiful, it's really worth uh, to drive. Sounds really crazy good. Here in Cologne, it's just raining um, this Sunday. And um, as a topic um, of saving tax and uh, this nomad lifestyle is not very far away, I guess, also from uh, financial independence. Do you have any plans to, to retire early or achieve financial independence? Is, is traveling an, a part of that or yeah, what's, what's your approach on financial independence? 
Well, for me, it is. I mean, I'm basically retired now. Uh, I would always say I'm still working. I have dozens of projects because they're fun for me. But theoretically, I could also already live completely financially independent, but not like with the amount of money I would like to have. So like with 2,000 euros a month, you can have a nice life. I could do that already now. Uh, but I think um, like uh, to have a good life in future, get family, get children, I want, in my mind, uh, 20,000 euros a month, completely passively. And until that, I will still work quite hard. Okay, but it's not too hard because you like your work, I guess. Yeah, of course. I like my work. And it's a lot of fun. And uh, I actually help people. And that's what motivates me, helping people um, yeah, save taxes, uh, get more freedom in their lives and very uh, many different aspects. And I've seen you're in the end of your 20s and um, you have currently family plans or still uh not 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 planned exactly well i don't have any concrete plans i don't think i will be able i will be able of course but i don't think i will um, form a family before i'm in the late 30s late 30s okay um still a lot of time to accomplish some projects and um, also fulfill your goal with the countries you want to visit then let's um, hop over to the flex theory because i think that's very interesting for people who want to achieve financial independence And uh, Fia, first of all, can you explain what this is? Because um, I, I have to admit that I only know about it since two months. So maybe you can yeah, give us some introduction and brief info about it. Yeah, it's basically two terms which are important. One is the factory, the other is perpetual traveling. So I'm basically a perpetual traveler. I use the factory as a strategy to achieve more freedom in my life. So the flag theory is basically saying um, you should diversify yourself globally. You shouldn't have anything in one country. So like the typical German, I'm German, by the way, has everything in Germany. Yeah? He, he has registered his, I don't know, self-employment in Germany. He has his bank account there, his insurance. Um, he has nothing somewhere else. The flag theory says just go where you're treated best. So of course, depending on legislation, because some countries make it quite hard, you can like relocate certain aspects to your life to other countries. Like everyone who lives in Europe, for example, in one country can still have a bank account in another country because the banks are maybe more stable or you get more interest or they are not expropriated that fast. So that's an advantage everyone could take. Or you could even say, um, I emigrate to another country, then I make my business in just another country because it has more advantages. So it's basically, I always say it's like arbitrage of laws. You just try to best to get the best deal whichever country gets. So for example, I have my main residence in Panama, but my company is not in Panama because after the Panama Papers, no one trusts Panama anymore. So I have my country in Miami in the United States. That's just a combination of things which are possible, for example. So um, I just quickly summarize, you could... Yeah, relocate your aspects um, of your life. So you're not just one person, but you can have, for example, your main residency. So, it's, so where you live or um, officially, that could be one country. Then you can have a business um, that could be another country because maybe they have better tax laws or for business and um, better, better business laws. Another thing is the bank interest. So, so where you have your money stored, I would say. And what was the fourth one? Yeah, I mean, there, there are a couple of, of different flags. I mean, I didn't invent the flag theory. Um, some clever guys in America already invented it almost 80 years ago when there wasn't even internet. So at that time, it was still limited to a few people. 
international consultants, writers, mostly investors, privateers. But now with the internet, it's accessible to many more people. And the main flags are actually the citizenship. So what passport I have. And do, it's actually possible like to buy legally another passport to, for example, enhance your travel freedom. Um, it's the residency where you pay taxes. It's basically the company that could be in the same country as your residence, but often it makes sense to be somewhere else. It's the bank account. And lastly, actually, it's called the playground. So it's basically the country where you spend a lot of time in, uh, where you can uh, live according to yeah, your, your lifestyle wishes. And that's not necessarily the country uh, like your tax resident. For example, I'm tax resident in Panama, but I like to live, for example, in New Zealand and Argentina in, in uh, other countries which have very uh, horrible taxes. So you split your main residency where you normally would think, okay, I'm living there, so that, that you, you can have that, but you're not actually um, there physical, but you have a playground. And there you have to, are you allowed to live there more than uh, six months? Because normally I think it's limited. Yeah, of, of course there are limitations. You're, you're totally right. Um, you have to like keep to a lot of laws. So, for example, at my main residence, I don't really need to live there. There's like no minimum stay I have to follow. Uh, I'm still there a couple of weeks a year. But in other countries, I basically just have to avoid to stay there more than six months. There's like the general rule, 183-day rule. Some countries are more strict. For example, US can make problems after four months, Switzerland even after three months. But generally, if you stay less than six months in a country, you wouldn't get taxed. Okay, so you just need maybe two or three playgrounds uh, throughout the year, and then you're kind of, of safe. Yeah, that's many, what many people misunderstand about my lifestyle. They think, oh, this guy travels like to 80 countries a year, and now I need to make the same to live tax-free. But that's, of course, totally wrong. So basically anyone who either just wants to split his time between three locations, so basically two locations, or who just um, emigrates full-time to the right country, can profit from like most of the advantages, which are, for example, tax freedom, no more accounting, no more bureaucracy. It's very hard for like, I don't know, evil people to sue you at court, which is now very prevalent in Germany uh, for like having wrong things on your website. Uh, and then, of course, better climate, lower living costs, better employees, cheaper employees. So there's a lot of other aspects to the fact for you to consider. And what, what what are the best European countries um, for, what I would say, main residency? Just to pick one. I mean, it's, it's not only about taxes, naturally. You always have to calculate in other factors, um, social security uh, and all the other living conditions which a country has. But if I look on it to, like from a pure tax perspective, most people choose at the moment Cyprus in Europe. And because it offers the best tax program coupled with a relatively decent lifestyle. Um, yeah, I've seen more and more people, especially entrepreneurs, that uh, are more often on Cyprus. Strange. And um, they also have good laws for, for business or just for, for your um, income tax or for capital tax? Yeah, Cyprus is good for capital gains tax. It's good for basically entrepreneurs because dividends you get from a company are completely tax-free. Um, if you have your company in Cyprus yourself, it's not bad. You pay 12.5%. And it's still more than half less than what you would pay in Germany or Austria. Um, but of course, it's not zero. But you can still like use the factory, combine the residency in Cyprus 
with a company somewhere else that's allowed. So for example, many people have a tax-free company in Dubai, but live themselves in Cyprus. That sounds uh, promising. You mentioned tax-free. You may be often also confronted with uh, critics of some people. Maybe it's arrogant to not to pay tax. Or do you, do you have any, I think, beliefs of other people um, that what you're doing or promoting is wrong? Because I've, I've talked to some people about the interview and they said, no, that's not going to happen. That's, uh, that's totally wrong. I like to pay my tax and so on. <laughs> well, uh, I never really heard that from, from entrepreneurs. Normally people who, who, uh, who, who say that don't earn very much money. So yeah, they're happy to get tax. Or even more often, they actually get more from the government than they pay. So, I mean, it's a, it's a number you can easily research. In Germany, it's 80% of the people are actually getting more money from government than they are paying. So, in the end, um, for me, I'm an anarchist since almost 10 years. Taxes are just robbery. And for many other people, of course, they think uh, something good is done with them. Um, but also, like, from a utilitarist standpoint, um, if you see for what most of taxes are used, And then, like, for normal things the government should do, in my mind, if at all, uh, you need maybe 10% taxation, but not up to 70% what we have in Germany. Maybe also to mention, I, of course, still pay taxes. So indirect taxes are hard to avoid. I can't avoid them either. Um, all the taxes on flight tickets, on petrol, on everything I eat, that's actually quite sums up if you travel a lot true and you i guess you pay a lot of money for traveling would you say it's it's possible or, or how much faster would it be possible to apply the flex theory than instead living just in germany or central europe uk could you give some approximate indication how much faster it could be because i mean you, you mentioned that you pay like Fast, 70 faster for what to, to be financially independent or to be financially mean? independent yes because i mean sometimes people They are planning to retire with 40 if they really live frugal and not spending so much money or 50. But I guess if you, if you just pay uh, maybe 10% tax or zero, then um, it's getting much faster, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends first on your income and then second on, on what you think you need to be financially independent. So if you say you need two, three thousand euros to be financially independent, and that's actually enough to live in most places of the world quite comfortably, then you can probably do it in, I mean, it always depends on the income. Some people can do it in a year, some in five years, some in 10 years, some in 20 years. Um, and then if you need more money, then of course you need more time. So for me, it's basically five years and to get my around 5,000 euros in passive income. And now I have some big investments running, which need time. So I think for me, when I'm 33, that's in four years, Then I want to have my 20,000 euros passively, and that's going to happen, I think. Okay. I think most people don't need 20,000, but um, I think it's always good to have some buffer. <laughs> um, yeah, to, to do the lifestyle or to have the lifestyle you want. And um, there, this flex theory, to come back to it, um, we, um, there are different flex series or different variations like the uh, three flex, four flex, or, or five flex. Can you tell us a little bit about the variations? Or I think the simple one is, uh, is four flex. Is it right? Yeah, I think I, I, I just mentioned already the, the five flags, citizenship, banking, ah. residency, company, and the playgrounds. And then, of course, mm -hmm. you can go even further. So, for example, I often speak of the 13th flag theory. 
for example, insurance, or even more controversial facts, for example, uh, your life partner or your children. For example, I get a lot of clients who want to ask me, uh, where should uh, my woman or where should I give birth? So the child gets from like birth on a second citizenship. And that's actually possible in all of the Americas and the Caribbean. So, for example, you can fly to Canada, uh, you can give birth to Canada, and then your child has the Canadian citizenship from birth. And that's a quite good citizenship. I guess many people uh, don't like the idea to, to pick the woman based on, <laughs> on where she comes from, but I think many people no, can. I mean, I mean that, that what, what I meant yeah. is even if you are two Germans, you can fly to, to Canada and uh, your kid gets the, both the German and the Canadian citizenship. Of course, what you mean, just marrying someone because he's from there, is done quite often as well. So especially people like from countries with bad travel freedom uh, picked women from countries with good travel freedom to get a good passport there. Yeah, I mean, I think that could be possibility. Um, just if, for example, the, the Canadian thing that you just give birth there. Uh, I think that's, I mean, not too bad, not too difficult to to do to um, give your ch kids the opportunity to, um, yeah, to have just another passport. That's that's basically the main thing about a factory. It's always good to have like multiple of something, multiple citizenships, multiple residencies, and multiple bank accounts. It's basically never bad. Of course, it can cost some money, um, but it always gives you more options, more flexibility. And um, so like having additional flags is never bad. Maybe just one example more um, about these bank accounts. Um, what would you say where's actually the best idea to get an additional bank account? Because you mentioned that it's the easiest way to enter this theory and yeah, to make the first step. What, what's the best bank account right now in, in Europe or maybe also beyond? Yeah, I mean, it also depends what you want to do with the bank account. If you just want to uh, have money in a safe location, maybe there's a new uh, next economic crash coming or something like that. I'm personally thinking it is in the next couple of years. So you want to rather have your money somewhere where it's safe, stable, I would say outside of the European Union, uh, because the euro is quite difficult at the moment. Probably also outside America. America is a bit better. Um, but uh, they will also um, suffer. So for me, like one of the best banking destinations at the moment is in New Zealand, because both the country has a relatively low debt and is relatively stable, and the banks have very good like indicators, uh, are very good financially. Also Canada, for example, is a good, good example. And the interest rates uh, right now in New Zealand, are, are they okay? I mean, interest rates are still much higher than, than uh, the negative interest rates we have. So you still get probably 3-4% yeah. in New Zealand. And considering the stability of the banking system, that's quite good. Of course, if you want higher interest rates as possible, we, for example, offer bank accounts in Georgia. That's a bit more high risk, um, but it's easy to open. Uh, they actually don't exchange any information with Germany. For some, that's important, or with any other European countries. And there you can even get up to 10% interest rate. But of course, you have the currency risk. Yeah, so it sounds good to, um, I mean, Georgia is not too too far away. And um, New Zealand is, I guess, a stable country. It's actually possible to open country remotely in, in Georgia. That's something we offer. Basically, you just need the power of Atomy and then our team can, can open it. Some people, I think they don't feel comfortable to travel all the, of the world they might just want to stay in the eu and we are also a fi european podcast so is it possible to apply the, the theory also in or within the eu is it make does it make sense 
Yeah, of course. I mean, the EU, of course, has the advantage or disadvantage, depends how you see it, of all this harmonization. So many things are already quite similar. Many other things are going to be quite similar. So that, of course, makes the tech really more difficult to apply. But at the moment, um, it's still 28 different nation states and you have a lot of different options. So, for example, what, what I, many of my clients who want to stay in Germany or in Austria and Switzerland do is they just form a company basically over the border. For example, people living in Western Germany open companies in Netherlands because Netherlands basically just have half the tax rate of Germany. And if they just basically have a little office behind the border and just commute there twice a week, then it's totally accepted, recognized in Germany. So there are always like some loopholes you can use um, to make your life better. That's a good idea, <laughs> especially for me living in Cologne. Are there other ideas or other examples of, of countries that, are, that you could highlight? Like we had uh, recently in the podcast Portugal, where you can receive uh, capital gains uh, without tax. Maybe Monaco? Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's still countless of countries in Europe. And um, Portugal is interesting. The NHR program, I mean, if you had a podcast, I won't speak about it. It can be a bit more complicated, but it's a good option. Monaco, interesting, um, but of course you need some money to go there. And they actually raised it uh, last year again. So nowadays you need uh, 1 million on a bank account. And this 1 million needs to stay on that bank account. You cannot use it. Uh, and uh, then basically you can live there, but you need to pay for flat, and that will cost you minimum, I think, seven, eight thousand euros a month. For yeah. many people, more interesting is Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe is still cheap. Um, it's easy to go there as an EU citizen, just rent a flat for very little money. Then you're basically a resident. And in most Eastern European countries, uh, you don't pay more than 15% tax, and 15% uh, is much better than 50 and more percent. Yeah. That sounds feasible, because, for example, if you live in Berlin, it's not far away to go to Poland, yeah, or even in Ukraine. Also, some people have, I guess, um, if you you also mentioned you, when you get older, you don't want to travel so much. But would you recommend people who have um, who have already family, maybe living in Germany or Austria or Switzerland? And having some kids that, that need to go to school. In Germany, you have also this law where, where you have to send your kids to the school somehow. Is there, are there also options or what, what how, how would a five flag theory lifestyle for a 35 year old like me, for example, where would you start and what could you do? Yeah, I mean, it depends what the people want. Um, I mean, uh, even if you have kids, even if you, uh, even if you have old parents who need to be um, hospitalized, um, where you may need someone to care for them, even then it's possible to do the factory, and then it's even possible to emigrate. But many people don't understand this. Like, medical costs in other countries are way cheaper than in Germany, even if you don't, or because you don't have insurance. Or, of course, if you don't want to send your kids to school, you want to homeschool them, or you just want a good private school, then it could also make sense to emigrate to another country. And there's still more than 80 countries which are totally tax-free in the world, and some of them still are quite attractive to live. So it doesn't need to be Monaco. Many people are happy to live in Thailand or in Costa Rica or in Georgia. I mean, that's developing countries or more um, like threshold countries, but... 
um, you can have a very nice life there for way cheaper cost what you have in Germany. But even if you want to stay in Germany or in other European countries, there are always options within the system as well. So in Germany, for example, uh, it has a very, very massive tax law. But if you're clever and if you get a good tax consultant, then even in the German system, you have a lot of opportunities. Uh, many, many entrepreneurs, unfortunately, don't use. Yeah, I think uh, recently, I mean, there are all these online coaches and recently I've seen more and more uh, tax uh, seminars and tax courses. So I think the, the awareness is increasing uh, right now around the topic. Even me, I've uh, visited a tax workshop. So, and what motivates you? So what was initially the motivation for you to start all this? Have you been feel threatened by the government or what was the initial moment for you to, yeah, to dive deeper in this? Well, I was initially actually going to work for the government and I studied um, state science, political and public management science. And during the study, I had some internships uh, at the German parliament in Berlin, at the EU in Brussels. And I just saw how the system works and basically thought myself, it's never possible to reform it to more freedom. It's basically more than 50% and it's in Germany, it's now 80% of the people are basically dependent on government. So I just thought myself, in order to become free, you just need clever strategy like factory technology, for example, blockchain, cryptocurrencies, and just entrepreneurial creativity to just like create parallel structures and try to be yourself the most free as possible. And by that, basically being a, a good image for other people to, to make the same. And that's what I did the last five years and it's working quite well. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's interesting that you started also in, in Brussels to um, in, uh, yeah, in the government to see it from the inside, to have yeah, the, the inside view, how it works, uh, how the techs are used and the laws are made, I would say. So I would... Um, quickly, um, yeah, sum it up and come come to the end uh, of the interview. Uh, we have always some uh, standard questions um, that I would like to ask you. Uh, first of all, is what is one resource not well known that can help people, um, yeah, to to come closer to their uh, path to FI? Is there is there anything maybe not too well known, like a book or a podcast or an article or YouTube channel that you can can recommend? Yeah, what I would actually recommend is my reading list. I have it on the on the blog. It's it's in German, but I mean everyone can read it. Most of the books listed there are in English, and so I think you can just link it under the podcast because I think reading is the most is the best option to live a good life, a free life, a financially free life. Uh, if you read a lot of nonfiction books, not only about finance or economics, economics, but also about Many other related topics, history, biology, neurology, um, whatever, can really help you to just get like more connections in your brain, to see more perspectives, and uh, those, um, yeah, just just uh, make you more motivated to achieve something in your life. So it seems that you're also not just interested in one topic, um, but also have a broader view on society, world, uh, science, and so on. Yeah, that's actually my goal that I basically try to be a private scholar in future, basically when I don't want to work on my business anymore, they're going to write a lot of books on more general topics, basically being a private, yeah, scholar, private academic. Sounds good. Sounds good. And maybe also speaker and so on. So that could be, yeah, could fill, fill your life. Maybe next Bill Clinton. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, no, but there are a lot of speakers that are yeah, kind of famous. You also mentioned, uh, I will link also your website. Is there any other uh, online property where people can find you online? Where would you, send, would you like to send them? Yeah, I mean, the, the main website for English people is tax-free.today. And I also have my travel blog, that's christoph.today. So that's where I also report about many of my travels. And that's going for me to some yeah, quite unusual, unusual countries. I like, like war zones. I've just been recently to Syria, to Somalia, Venezuela. So many countries where many people don't go. I just go there to make the impression of myself. If it's really true what all the media writes, it's basically not. And um, to just explore the countries and maybe see ah, in future in five years when there's no war more in Syria, maybe it's getting interesting again for the factory. Hmm. And you maybe can also uncover some investment opportunities that are not um, yeah obvious, or you can only see if you if you are there, um, because these countries are maybe not so connected to the international finance system. Right. And is uh, in Somalia, I've, I've read in your blog that you got shot down, or not really shot down, but there was some shooting involved and you survived, I guess, I've read? No, I mean, it's just the title. Of course, it's a very catchy title, so if you read the article. In the end, I was shot, by, but just by, by football of some kids playing football at the beach. Uh, so you see, clickbait doesn't work with me. <laughs> I've just seen this title. Okay, so is there is there any other um, actionable tip you can give our audience to yeah just get started uh, with the flag theory, um, perpetual traveling, and so on? What's what's the next step for them? Yeah, I mean some flags some flags are easy to achieve, some are harder. So I mean it's very easy to just um, like if you have a website, uh, get the server, and I don't know Iceland. Um, because you have a much better data protection, much less censorship, um, or open a bank account in another country so your finance authorities cannot expropriate it overnight. Big problem at the moment in Germany. So um, you have this very easy flex, and then, of course, you have harder ones. And even if you live in Germany and or in other European countries and want to continue to live there, it could still make sense to get like a plan B, I call it, to get a residency, for example, in Panama and Paraguay, in Georgia and Thailand, just that you have it, because at the moment it's still quite easy to get in many of those countries. So like it was in Singapore 20 years ago, now you need to invest 5 million euros to get a residency in Singapore. And it's lifelong, so it's always better to prepare yourself for the future. We can't, uh, yeah, we can't know what the future brings. It might not get as worse as I would personally say, um, but it's never like bad um, to be pre to be prepared. Yeah, yeah I think it doesn't hurt um, to have a, a plan B, I guess, because sometimes yeah, if you read the media and the news, um, I'm I'm also not really sure if that's going to sustain uh, in that way for the foreseeable future. And um, yeah, very thank you very much, Christoph, for coming here in our show. And yeah, see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. Thanks. Hey Matthias, do you think there are no financial independence Facebook groups yet? Yes, there's definitely a shortage in financial independence Facebook groups. That's why we want to create another one. And the real reason is that we want to get some feedback on our episodes, to have a conversation with our listeners, um, to follow on the topics. And you might also have some questions around our content. 
gotcha. And also, we've been talking with more of you guys at meetups, on Reddit, in Facebook groups. The Fire Europe retreat, obviously, we organized. And this is, in the end, the main reason why we started the whole podcast project. To talk to guys like you, uh, learn more from you, case studies, answer questions, and like hopefully all grow and learn from that together in the end and become stronger, smarter, and hopefully also richer people. So, you know, Matthias, say I'm interested in this. Where do I find this Facebook group? Yeah, just go to your Facebook app and type in FI Europe Podcast or just click in our show notes. There's a link for the Facebook group or go to our website. There's also a link. So, yeah, just type in FI Europe Podcast. See you in the group. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this. Subscribing through your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review. Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Financial Independence Europe. Sending us an email with questions and feedback. We would love to hear from you. All the mentioned articles, books and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening and see you next time.